Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Everybody, I'm Steve Azar. You are back in a Mississippi Minute. My guest today, oh man, I got I to gotta set it up because uh, it's the first time I'd ever, I'd ever seen him uh, perform very unorthodox environment. It was back at the Beverly Wilshire Country Club. We had just got through playing in an event, a golf event, uh, where they brought in some of uh, the reason I was there is at the time I was in the, ranked in the top five in Golf Digest as musicians who play golf. And I remember Kenny G was there and some others. And uh, we were invited in to do a little jam that night. We did it with Little Feet. And the next day after golf, this gentleman started to perform in an environment that just was not perfect. And he killed it. And he killed me in this sunlit room. Everybody... Uh, actor, comedian, my dear friend, Jackie Flynn. Hello, Jackie. How you doing? Hey, Steve. Thanks for that uh, nice uh, intro. That was awesome. Well, okay. So, Jackie, I'm in there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm going, holy smoke, who is this guy? We were dying. Every The whole room was, like, on the floor. And, you know, it's one of those things where the room's all lit up, and you got people sort of paying attention. And then all of a sudden, you came up. And it was like it took two seconds for everybody just to lock into you. And I was going like, this guy's like the funniest guy. You know, it wasn't the perfect environment, right? It was after a golf event. No, it was uh, one of the, uh, you know, this, uh, this situation was not conducive for comedy. But, you know, it, we do a lot of these things and sometimes it's not perfect, but you make, you know, you make do. The, that was an especially daunting one for me because as a golf fan, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but... Uh, Right center stage as I was performing was, uh, was Arnold Arnold Palmer, which, exactly. Uh, just which was just you know the craziest thing, and uh, you know once I saw him laughing, I was I was at ease. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back during that day and tell you how my day started. I walk up to the practice tee, and 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 Gwen was with me, so but she doesn't usually go on these things. Like Nikki, your wife, everybody no. thinks Gwen and Nikki are like well, y'all. Are, are you guys really married? Because we usually don't. You know, we're, <laughs> no. we're they're raising they've been raising kids. I'm there, and she happens to be there, and we pull up in the car to get on the practice tee and uh, just hit some balls. And I walk up to Kenny G, and I say, uh, "Hey, I'm Steve Azar. It's nice to meet you." He doesn't. Say say anything except this he says uh i just want to know who's better 
that was like game on to me, right? So I step up right. He's he's right behind me. My first swing's a dead shank. I'm talking about almost went backwards. And so, of course, I go straight to the driver, and I hear him sort of have a little laughter, and I'm going like, oh, my God, I can't feel myself now, you know? So it wasn't exactly like, you know, I, if we were in a duel, I got shot. So we get to the yeah. tee box, and we start on, I think we started on 16 because we were at a shotgun start. And all of a sudden, uh, I make two early birdies. I mean, I'm. I mean, long story short, I come in. I'm one under, and he's like seven over, and he's disappeared. You know, so uh, during that round, Arnold Palmer, we had to take a picture with him. Right, he was out on the golf course, and I was hitting it so good at that point. I at that point, I'd forgotten about the little shanky manky. I, I drive the ball down there. He goes, "Whose ball is that?" And I guess I caught the slope, and it was down there pretty far, and it sandwiched in my hand. And of course, I started thinking about, it, and I hit it like about four feet past it and suck it back right by the hole. And he goes, "That's how you do it." And I went, "Man." This can't be any better coming, you know, the, the way it started. But, uh, you know, yeah. I'm very competitive, and like you are, yeah. and we've seen that competitive. So I wasn't going to let uh, Kenny G get the best of me. I said, look, you can blow that flute all you want, but, you know, at the end of the day, I brought that Mississippi side out in me. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. I had a sim- similar story to Kenny G. Uh, when I did Pebble Beach, the pro-am, my first time there, you know, we all perform all the uh, – musicians and comedians we, we perform for the volunteers on one of the nights and uh i'm about to go on stage and you know, i've never been to this event before and you know some people are dressed up some aren't you know i had a you know, dress shirt on a period you know dress jeans and i was just about to go on stage and kenny g who i had never met says to me hey thanks for dressing up or something like that and i'm like what and, and i literally they introduced me so i come on Come on, you know, on stage, and I do thank God. I, I absolutely, you know, have as good a set as I could have. And I come off stage, and everyone's clapping. Hey, that was great. And Kenny G goes, oh, that was great. And I, I couldn't resist. I said, yeah, next time I'll dress up for you. He goes, oh, no, I didn't mean anything. I was just kidding. You know, yeah. I just, you know, joke with you. <laughs> okay. I love it. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, if he's listening, sorry about that, Kenny. We, you know, we respect you. We respect you, but we was, yeah. we compete like you do. <laughs> he's a good player, actually, a very good player. So, uh, uh, yeah, we've become actually we've become friends over the years. I, you know, I've seen him every year after that. That was, you know, that wasn't even no big deal. He was just, I think, just busting chops, kind of gamesmanship. Kind yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. He likes the gamesmanship. Rattling to go on first, you know, right before I went on. Well, well, who's going to get in the game with you when it comes to that? He's going to lose because you know when you've got the microphone. It's a whole different experience, and uh, like it's me trying to play 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 his instrument. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you you know, I mean, it's like dealing with somebody that makes some some funny remark in the crowd. They lose because you've got the mic yeah. and you're better. Okay, so you're in L.A. right now. Is that right? I'm in L.A. I'm sitting in my office, looking outside at my kid's trampoline. <laughs> oh, I love it. Right I love it. Okay, so look, here's why I always like to talk about because how you get to where you are today is about your past and about growing up and you grew up uh, in Bo- you're a Massachusetts kids right you grew up in yeah. Boston right yeah. so take me back to growing up yeah my dad was a very funny guy matter of fact uh, you know a lot of people ask me who you know how, you know who's the funniest guy I even knew and a couple of comedians have told me the same thing I've heard uh, matter of fact Jim Carrey I think said it and, and I can honestly say my dad was the funniest guy I ever met he wasn't a comedian but he just he made me laugh to this day. Nobody makes me laugh like my dad used to make me laugh. I mean, just, just really just uh, had great timing and delivery. My timing and delivery that I have in my professional career as a, as a comedian, I, I attribute to my dad. <laughs> what did your dad do? My dad, uh, believe it or not, was 
in the amusement business, he had uh, his, my grandfather uh, owned half, was co-owners of a carnival, believe it or not. Come on. Like a traveling carnival. And uh, if you can believe that. And we uh, used to go up like all these upstate New York fairs and stuff and serve, uh, we used to have the food concessions, but mostly fried dough. Have you ever heard of fried dough? Oh, well, yeah, I've eaten, put powdered sugar on it or anything yeah. and it gets good. Yeah, and you put yeah. powdered sugar and cinnamon on it and all that. And uh, we have a company back in Boston to this day. It's called Anna's Fried Dough, which is named after my mom. My mom is Anna. And uh, we started out, my grandfather, like I said, owned a carnival, and my dad grew up, you know, working in carnivals and doing that stuff, traveling around. And, uh, and then he ended up having all these food concessions. So we used to, when, so now, when I was a kid, summertime, I'd be up, you know, all these state fairs all through uh, upstate New York and right. New England uh, when all my other friends were you know, summering on Cape Cod. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was miserable. I was in a fried dough stand, you know, with 400 degrees, you know, boiling oil, you know, and frying dough up, and it's 110 degrees in the shade in the Syracuse State Fair, you know, so. Hey. That was know. my, uh, but I had, it was very colorful. We lived in a, we had a, a travel trailer that we would, you know, go travel with, you know, to stay in, uh, kind of like you do when you're on the road with a, with a bus or something, you know, and right. you know how confined those things are. And if you can imagine, we had the, me and my mom and my two sisters and my dad, we had a cat and we had a Great Dane dog in the trailer. Uh, and the trailer was like about a 16-foot trailer, by the way, when we first started. That's, we got, truly, that's, years later. that's truly yin and yang in your trailer, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. You have no idea. So, <laughs> You know, the funny thing is we call those beignets down here in this part, part of the land. And yeah. Like, yeah it's it, close it, to a beignet. It's yeah. a little different. Uh, you're going to laugh at this, but uh, or maybe you won't laugh because it takes a lot to make real people the real talent to make them laugh obviously you'll probably analyze this but uh but no truthfully i have written more songs on stage about yeah. wanting fried dough and funnel cakes yeah. delivered and i and i'll keep playing it until people bring me <laughs> bring it to me so it's so funny yeah. you know because i've played a lot of those like anybody in nashville who goes yeah. and has their hits you play a lot of those fairs <laughs> you know yeah. and and it's so funny yeah. my my uh my uh merch guy that that I got to know more than a merch guy, dear friend. We call him Peanut, and Peanut would come in, and he his responsibility was to go find me something with powdered sugar when we landed, when we got there into the bus. But he would come in with this corn dog on a stick, and every time he would go, Steve, Steve, this is the great, this is the best corn dog I've ever had. And I, I would go, it's the same people we just left. I mean, we, they were, it's the same company. It's the same old. Yeah, exactly. They traveled the, the same route. He wouldn't, he just wouldn't, he wouldn't believe me. He just wouldn't accept it. He, yeah. he felt like, you know, this is a different, you know, a whole different store. And I was going like, come on, well, Peanut. <laughs> well, Steve, the funny thing, uh, you know, and people that listen to the radio don't know this, but you and I were just together in Vegas at that fair, you know, the, com the uh, convention. Oh, I forgot. Buyers. And, you know, I know all those guys. There was a bunch of people there that I knew because I used to go to that convention when I was, you know, you were not, not a comedian, just a, a fair person, sure, you know. Those, and that was, uh, that's been going on forever. Those people are still alive, huh? Yeah. Maybe, so. maybe the fountain of youth and we don't know about it, uh, eating something with powdered sugar on it and frying dough. We're with Jackie Flynn. We're talking to him. He's an actor, comedian, been in so many things like Something About Mary, a lot of Fairly Brother movies from there all the way to now. He is the co-star on a direct TV hit show called Louder Milk. And that is, uh, we're going to talk about that in the next segment because I want to figure out how we can get everybody to, uh, to watch this. I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute. We'll be right back with Jackie Flynn.
Mississippi on your radio, your computer, and on your smart device. I just kind of stream it online. Yeah, online. Listen online every day. Listen live at supertalk.fm and download the Supertalk app to take Mississippi's best talk with you wherever you go. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Supertalk Mississippi. I get the ball with the game. Hey everybody, I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute. We are with actor, comedian, good buddy of mine, Jackie Flynn, who's hanging out in L.A. because that's where he he lives with his wife, Nikki, and, and their kids. Jackie, how can people find you uh, if after like a gazillion people hear it? Yeah, they can follow me. I have a uh, Twitter. It's J. Flynn Comedy on Twitter. Uh, just initial J. Flynn, F-L-Y-N-N Comedy on Twitter. And uh, Jackie Flynn fan page on Facebook. And I have a website, JackieFlynn.com. I love it. I love it. Well, I actually had to go do some. It's funny, when I'm doing this radio show, I know you like a brother. But I also want to go back and find out some stuff, you know, that I may not know. Because, you know, we we always are together. But, you know, we're all together. And there's there's just joy going on. We don't talk about a lot of our past and families. Yep. And Okay, so you grow up in this family uh, yep. and you're traveling the summers and doing that. It's, it's so funny because I had to live work in my family's and you know, we my brother had drive through beer barns, and my dad had the liquor business, and all this stuff. And and I had to, I was bagging bagging liquor as a little kid, you know. And so, yep. and obviously, uh, was part of the deal. And I used to have to come off dates because my brother goes, "You've got to come because of the lines back the highway." And of course, it would have been like betrayal to your family if it, you don't show sure. up, you know. So sure. I had, and he was twice my size, so I had to do it. So it was one of those deals. But let's talk about louder milk right now. Um, yeah. You and, and we'll go back and talk about a lot of the past movies, but I want to talk sure. about what's going on right now. Directv has their own version of Netflix, right? Is basically yeah, the it's way called the uh, Audience Channel. The Audience Channel, and you were co-starring in the new show. You just got renewed for next year, so I know how awesome that is. Yeah, Loud of Milk is a it's a dark comedy. Uh, it was uh, created by Peter Farrelly and Bobby Mort, who uh, Bobby used to be the Colbert Report, and. Uh, so they uh, wrote the show, and it's, it all takes place basically uh, in a, like a 12-step program, like an AA meeting. They don't call it AA because you can't use the term AA. I think it's called Sober Living and Sober Life. And uh, So you, uh, huh. all the characters, most of them are all you know, in this group. And in like an AA meeting, you all sit around and, and tell stories. The, lead, uh, the leader of the, of the uh, circle, let's call it, is uh, Sam Loudermilk. And that's the name of the show, Loudermilk, after Sam Loudermilk. It started, uh, and his character is played by Ron Livingston from uh, Office Space. He also played Burger, I believe, in uh, Sex and the City. Right. Uh, Will oh, Sasso yeah, is also yeah, yeah. in it. Yeah. Will Sasso is, uh, plays, plays Loudermilk, uh, Loudermilk's roommate, Ben. And uh, another comedian friend of mine, Brian Regan, who uh, you met out in uh, Vegas, I think, during that right. year. Yeah, uh, Brian, yeah. Brian, Brian kills it, right? He's very yeah, successful. Brian's one of the greatest comics of, the, of our time and the um, most popular comic of our time, for certain. And uh, Brian's in it as well, as well as a bunch of uh, great actors and actresses. I mean, it's just really chock full of people. And um, it all takes place in like that and, and the things that happen to people. I play Tony, my character, and I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I'm a bookie. Which, uh, <laughs> I just love you know, that. Might not be too much of a stretch for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but it's fun, and it's uh, you know we did ten episodes as one season, 
And uh, we started airing October 17th of this past October, and we finished just a little before Christmas time with that season. Now, you can still watch it. You can go to DirecTV, you know, if you, own, if you have DirecTV or AT&T U-verse. But okay. if you don't have that, a lot of people ask, how can you see it? You can actually get, it's, uh, it's like a subscription. It's, uh, you can go to what's called DirecTV Now, even if you don't have DirecTV or U-verse, and watch it like a, a subscription. And it's like a Netflix-type deal. Yeah. You, you pay for it, and you can watch it. They have some pretty good shows on, on, on um, the audience channel. I mean, Stephen King had a miniseries on there called uh, Mr. Mercedes. In fact, I'm a huge Stephen King fan, and yeah. it's a trilogy that he wrote. And uh, the first uh, installment of the tr- uh, trilogy is called Mr. M- uh, Mercedes, and they had a, you know, uh, a, that whole uh, season play out, uh, like a miniseries, and they're going to keep going on with that. And Jason Alexander also uh, has a, a sitcom on there, and there's a Dan Patrick shows on there. And oh, that's right. Of, uh, yeah. Buck has a show on there, so it's got some legitimacy for as for a, well, as a yeah. network. You know. Well, what's happening now is as in the in the land of TV and and the millennials and and we're obviously uh, attaching ourselves to that is. Everything's so subscription-based, and so you're just going to go get the content you want and see what you want, when you want, on demand, how you want it, Uh, and and that's, it's out of convenience sake, it's just turned into all these formats and all these, all these, um, all these places you can go to get content. People get the different uh, entertainment different ways, too, Steve. You know, I mean, nobody knew what the heck Breaking Bad was until AMC, uh, no. AMC was until Breaking Bad hit, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting how, you know, you know, the good news, like I tell my friends, the bad news is it's not on network TV, the show, but the good news is it's not on network TV because, you know, it'll give, they'll give us the time to find an audience. They won't pull it after three episodes if it's not doing the number right. they want. Right. you got to be on fire. And obviously our friends, yeah. Kevin James and, and Gary Valentine, are, are finding success yet again with from the King yeah. of Queens to uh, Kevin Can Wait. And uh, it's right. It's like just hearing them talk about it, hearing Gary talk about it. It's like you know, you know, praying that you know keeps rolling. And I mean, yeah. it's just it's a lot of pressure, you know, to to keep it's on network. Now, you know, it's not it's yeah. not a slam dunk on the networks because they got a lot of competition. There's 400 different channels, and that's why you hope that something like Loudermilk, we hope that maybe it gets a, a nod for like an Emmy for writing or something. Right. Where it kind of separates you from the pack, you know, because there are so many damn. Shows up. Right, right. Let's talk. I'm with Jackie Flynn, actor, comedian, uh, right now, co-starring. He plays Tony as a bookie and recovering alcoholic on the hit show Louder Milk. I'm calling it hit show because I can because it's it's around and uh, yeah. and it's doing good. And you guys got your second season. You got it awarded yeah. to you pretty quick, right? Yeah, we got 91 percent Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. So, what does that mean, Rotten Tomatoes? That's the rating. Uh, you know, when they critique the show, Rotten Tomatoes is a you know a rating type. Uh, you know, here in Mississippi, a Rotten Tomato is not a good thing. Just FYI. Not exactly. You, know. you would think it wasn't. That's, yeah. a, that's the, uh, the odd thing about it. There's an so opposite effect. All right, tell me about real quick. Tell me about uh, the house and the home life. The kids, Nikki. Nikki's an actress. Uh, Nikki Tyler yeah. Flynn, and and you're you have all girls, right? Yeah, I have three daughters, yeah. uh, Kenna, Riley, and Gracie, and uh, they're all uh, two of them at home, and uh, they're in uh, in high school. The two, they're uh, ones in the job field, and uh, Kenna and Riley's going to be eighteen, actually, the thirty first of this month, a couple of days. Wow, there. that's and uh, that's going to be a big one. And Gracie's uh, almost uh, is uh, fifteen and a half. Yeah, I can speak in uh, kids talk. Yeah, it's good. And, a half. Um, and she just got her permit. Gracie, so that's, uh, you know, she's excited about that. Can she drive? Matter of fact, funny funny story, uh, uh, not funny for the person that happened to, but everyone's all right. 
my daughter was getting her first. She hasn't been able to drive with me in the car yet as a permit until she takes one lesson with the, you know, the driving school, and she drives an actual car with a driving instructor. And she was scheduled this past Saturday to do it, and her appointment was at like 2 o'clock, and the person that was before her crashed the car. Now she had to postpone it another uh, week, so she's so disgruntled. She's, she's not happy about it, is she? But uh, at any rate, Nikki is, uh, you know, my <laughs> wife. Uh, she's an actress. Nikki, uh, you know, was uh, King of Queens, actually. She's right. uh, friendly with Kevin and Gary. And uh, yep. she was uh, she played Lisa in the office uh, next to um, uh, Leah Remini. Uh, she played, like, 12 uh, episodes of the same character, like a recurring role. Uh, I love it. She's been in a bunch of movies with me. She was in Stuck on You and... Uh, uh, me, myself, and Irene. Uh, she was an easy A, uh, so she's she's got a nice career. Can we talk about uh, me, myself, and Irene, please? First of all, I love the Fairley Brothers, and obviously you're friends with them, and that's sort yeah. of uh, in your world. Uh, you, you know, there's dedication, there's loyalty uh, sure. to the people that they trust and they admire, and that the, they're fans of. Yeah. You know, so the Fairley yeah. Brothers, obviously, you guys have done a lot of work together. Uh, me, myself, and Irene was that just was that a hoot to make? Oh yeah, it was an absolute blast because you know, with, you know, work with uh, Jim Carrey is you know obviously and you know, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, and that was uh, it was fun because Nikki was in that one with me too. So Nikki, Nikki actually played a female state trooper, a Rhode Island state trooper, and they have this. If you see, it, if you ever see it, they get these crazy outfits with the boots on. They look like you know crazy. <laughs> uh, and I played a, a state trooper as well. And, um, That's right. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> Well, but this I, one we shot that in Vermont, in, uh, in Newport, Rhode Island, in, in Vermont. So you were close to home. That's good. I love it because yeah. they do shoot yeah. a lot of movies up in that area. Because uh, uh, I know that the, yeah. probably the probably the film commission and everything's probably set up like in Atlanta now, and Louisiana, and then Mississippi, and all that. So uh, I love that. Okay, so we're talking to Jackie Flynn. When our daughter Cecilia went to get her license, first of all, she was ready to drive. At the age of like eleven, this she's one of the ones that's just ready to roll. The last one, the last one in the the family, the two boys above her, and and she's the baby. And there's nothing babyish about her. And she she went to get her driver's license. She drove to the place to get her driver's license, and they said it was too wet for her to get it that day. And she goes, "Well, I drove here, you know, like." And all you're going to do is drive in a circle, and oh no, we can't do that today. And and she just didn't quite understand it. And then something else happened. I mean, it took her like two weeks to finally get them to give her. And it's just she was just miserable. You know, she had her car clean, she was ready, and uh, thus the trials and tribulations of trying to get your license. Gracie got just got her permit, and she still hasn't gotten the license yet. Right. So. That'll happen next this Saturday. She's going to have her one drive with the guy. And right. She'll, she'll be able to drive with us for six months. And then once she turns sixteen, she has her, her, you know, her license legit. Riley, the one that's almost eighteen, has been driving for a couple of years now. So obviously, you did something to have nothing but girls in your family when you're grown up. Is the joke down here right. or anywhere? You know, yeah. like you deserved. But, but it's a blessing, and I'm I'm totally joking. And the funny yeah. thing too is that uh, my wife and your wife stay away from a lot of these events that we go to because they're raising children and that's been so sure. important so much that uh the uh the girl that runs the uh, monday after the masters i said gwen's gonna come this year to to the <laughs> monday after the masters and she sends back an an, an email saying it's a sure christmas yeah it, no it, it's a christmas miracle and i'm steve azar <laughs> we're, we're with the great jackie flynn and we'll be right back you're in a mississippi minutes Dan, bye. Highway 61
You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Steve Azar, on Facebook.com Steve Azar Live, and listen to all my music, Steve Azar and Steve Azar and the King's Men, wherever you download or stream. The Super Talk app. Pop it in. Pop it in. And turn it on. Listen to your favorite shows anytime you darn well please. The Super Talk app. It's free. Download the Super Talk app now. 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 In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I hope it's not too late. There's still so much to say to you. Everybody, I'm Steve Azar. You're in the Mississippi Minute. We're with actor, comedian, Jackie Flynn. We play a lot of golf together. We've gotten to know each other, uh, doing a lot of charity events like so many of our friends. I've made the joke, Jackie, that at some point I'm going to run out of friends and uh, I'm not going to know who to interview. So uh, I'm going to be calling on you to go, hey, can I borrow some of your friends? Because that's what I, yeah, that's what that's I have to do. not happen anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might. <laughs> no, it I'm might. looking for Steve. You just mentioned how the wives don't get to go uh, normally. But now with the kids getting older, I'm yeah. looking forward to actually, uh, hopefully this year, bringing Nikki the first time down to the Delta. You know, oh, you're, fun, you know. Well, I, I, together, you know? I don't think that you're really married, to be honest with you. Cause yeah, I know, right? Because you've seen Gwen, so the the fact of the matter is everybody knows she exists, but we still don't know. I, yeah. I still personally haven't met Nikki yet, so I'm, I am excited about you guys. <laughs> we're taking the Delta Soul downtown this year, so we're excited about um, about you know part of the revitalization of small communities down in Mississippi. It matters to us, and uh, so we're going to start uh, spending more time down there, and we're excited. But uh, we, you have been a fixture at our a charity celebrity event, and also we've gotten we've forced you to entertain, and you've been you've been yeah. incredibly graceful and amazing. So we appreciate you coming down. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you guys and everything you do. I mean, it's a great great cause, and you're doing good work. No, it's Love good. It. it is good. All right, let's talk about. Let's back up now. I, want, I, I do want to talk about uh, another movie and 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 another time. Something about Mary. I actually made a record, believe it or not, with Brett Favre back in '95 six. Uh, we recorded a song together as part of this NFL project and became friends. And obviously, Brett was in this. It was his debut, I guess, in a in a movie. And uh, so, what was it like? Uh, did you get to meet Brett first of all? And second of all, was that just he came in one day, you weren't there on the set? And 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 that movie for the Fairley Brothers. Let's talk about how did, was that one of the ones something about Mary that put them on the map? Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, that was their. Uh third movie and uh, i did not meet brett uh he was there like you said someday that i wasn't there i guess he was he was in and out and uh so what happened was um you know i, I met them on kingpin i did the movie right before so they don't marry kingpin and love then, kingpin then movie, yeah. yeah that's a classic and the next movie was something about mary and uh funny thing is when we when we did it uh when the movie came out i happened to peek Pete had to go somewhere from Boston to New York to do some kind of press junket or something, you know, to promote the movie. And he told, asked me if I'd take a ride down. And we took a ride from uh, Boston to New York City. But it was on the night that the movie was premiering. It, it premiered on Friday night in, in theaters. And so we were driving down Friday, and we would literally stop at theaters on the way and stand out. It was the coolest, coolest feeling. Like I'm sitting there with Peter. And people don't have any idea who I am, where he is, and they're walking out. 
and we're like hearing them talk about the movie and we're asking, hey, how was the movie? Oh, it was unbelievable. It was funny. And we'd peek in and just listen to the, at the end of the movie. We'd catch the laughs like where, you know, where you wanted to see if they were laughing at the right times. And that was a really unique experience to be with, you know, here's a guy who created a movie and, and, you know, directed it. And we're just driving down, you know, to New York, stopping at all these theaters on the way, like when the, the night the movie premiered. So it was kind of cool. That is so great. So so tell me about the, this Bobby and Peter Fairley, right? And so yeah. who does what? Yeah, they both write together, and then they they'll, then they'll direct it. Have a unique way. Like Peter usually is more of a, an actor director, so he, he uh, you know he goes up and he'll talk to the actors, and Bobby will watch it watch it and say, Hey Pete, you know maybe we should have him do this, and Pete will go in and uh, and you know and say to the actor, Hey, you know uh, you know do this instead of that, and then they'll, right. they'll say uh, do another take, and then Bobby will watch it and say, Yeah, we got it, that was great, you know, and they they work together really well, you know, and then when they when they edit it, uh, Bobby usually will take it. And he'll spend up a couple of weeks editing it, and he'll give Pete the version he did, and then people do his version, and then they'll kind of find some common ground, and they'll try to figure out the best version. Wild of the movie, you know, they, they edit like that. Boy, that's going the long way to get it done. I love that. Yeah. That's that's a pretty yeah. pretty great idea to do that. Okay, so obviously uh, the brothers, and they're so creative. You got the Cohen brothers, you got the Fairley brothers. You know, I yeah. just wonder what kind of guys they are. I mean, I, I finally met. Obviously, I've met Pete right at the uh, yeah. Monday after the Masters. Um, he doesn't seem so quirky as the comedy that that than the show yeah, and the movies uh, they make. He seems, you know, pretty much like a normal guy from Mississippi. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, he uh, he's a regular guy. He's very he's got a great sense of humor and uh, he's very creative. He's a hard worker. He's a workaholic. And um, but like myself, like people always say, you don't seem funny. You don't seem like a comedian. You know. I'm not just doing, you, you know me too, Steve, but I'm yeah. not just cutting up every time we're together, you know what I mean? I'm kind of, you know, you know, especially for golfing or yeah, something. Yeah, because you're trying serious, to beat you know? me on the golf course. I've seen and, you, and, I've yeah, seen I you. do that. You spanked me last time we played at Orange Tree, I'll tell you that. Well, that's so. I, I, that's the first time I've ever sp- played well at Orange Tree, so trust me, you caught, you caught me on a, a, a very odd moment, I can tell you that. Yeah. It's good. I'm with Jackie Flynn. We are talking about all things film, comedy. Jackie, are you a performing live still a lot? Do you still love to get out on the stage? Uh, you know, yeah, do you I'll love sure. it more than exactly. acting? Talk to me about the difference. You know, uh, comedy is different than acting in the sense that when you do a movie, uh, you know, you do it, it's great, but then you have to wait like six months or a year before the movie actually airs and you get to see it. You know, I sometimes am privy because I know Pete and I'll be. Uh, you know, there when they're editing, sometimes I'll get to see some of the work. But mo- a lot of times you don't get to see it. Like when I did Mall Cop, for instance, with Kevin James, or right. the boom, they didn't, you know, I don't know what it looks like. I do my work and then I leave and then a year later I see it. So there's no kind of, you know, it's not that instant gratification where a comedy, you know, I know as soon as I do a new joke, I do it and then and the laughter is, is right there. You know what I mean? And, right. and I, I get the feedback. So right. that's right. kind of cool. Well, it's like know? us playing live gigs and stuff, but we don't have anything else to, to really... Uh, compare it to because it's all about yeah. you know well I guess there's studio but but yeah, still or though, Steve, if you have a if you have a music like a song that you get into a movie or something they use your song you'll get the you know you perform it whatever they have it and then you get to hear it in the movie when it comes up that is I mean? true that is yeah. and, and we we had the feature track and I had it in Here Comes a Boom and Mall Cop too so yeah. we have we yeah. shared that we shared the we shared that love together with our friends uh, letting us in yeah. okay so take me back to the first time you ever hit the stage. Um, where okay. were you? You got to remember where you played, right? I know, yeah. I, I know where I was. Yeah, well, I was in a was, juke joint. It was interesting. It wasn't um, what you would think. Well, let's put it this way: I started doing stand up in earnest in 1987 uh, at an open. I went to an open mic in Boston, all right, which a place called Stitches, a comedy club. But. 
prior to that, in around 1980, believe it or not, I went to the, I went to school at the University of Miami in Florida. Get out of here! You're a hurricane. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a hurricane. Huh. And um, so I was on. I was there, and I was uh, my sophomore year. And my my friends, my you know my dorm mates, they all said they had this co- uh, talent show happening. I was, it wasn't a comedy show. It was just a talent show where they had a guy playing the piano, someone playing the violin, some guy was uh, a, a ventriloquist, and somebody you know, and me. And I was doing stand up. And they they talked me into doing some comedy because they said you're funny. Why don't you do it? And I'll never forget. It was I still have the T-shirt somewhere. It was sponsored by Catch a Rising Star, which is a comedy club in New York City at the time, uh, and uh, Miller Lite. And it said Miller Lite and Catch a Rising Star present, you know, a talent show in my, uh, University of Miami. And it was held at the college, uh, the Ratskeller, which was the, the the college pub, you know, the the bar on campus. Right, right. And you know, and I went up there and I had to do like five minutes. And at the time, I used to be like doing like Rodney Dangerfield impressions, like you know, who I'll tell you, what a what a crowd, you know, like, I, <laughs> and I would do like. You know, I wrote a couple of, you know, silly jokes, whatever I happened to write about, you know, my experiences at that point. I was only, you know, whatever the hell you are, 19 years old. So uh, I went on, and it was like 300 drunken college kids at a pub, you know, and I wouldn't relish the gig as a professional today. I think I would have tough with it at the time, never mind a rank amateur, you know. So I went... Um, and, and then I, you know, had that experience. I did all right. I got through it. You know what I mean? It was like my buddies to this day jo- joke about it, going, you know, like they were making the sound of like, you know, bombs falling, like, yeah, you know. So, <laughs> so they bust my chops about that all the time. So, anyway, I thought about it for a long time, and then uh, I ended up um, back uh, in Boston years later. Now, did you win it? Six, did you win the talent contest? Uh, I did not win the talent competition. Uh, I think, uh, you know, to tell you the truth, I, if I had to remember, I came in like third or fourth out of seven or something like that. I didn't it's not do bad. Really well. You're in the middle so, of the pack. It's all right. Uh, to tell you, you think I'd know exactly why I can't. It's been so long, I don't even remember. You it's all right. You didn't win it. That's why you want to exit out of your mind. I apologize for bringing yeah. that up. I know you'd like to win. Exactly. So then I'm at, uh, up in Boston living there, and uh, Stitches is a comedy club, and on Sundays they had a thing called Comedy Hell, which was an open mic night. <laughs> And it was called Comedy Hell with George McDonald, who to this day is a dear friend of mine. And George is a great comic from Boston, that uh, one of the guys that was a big headliner when I was, you know, a new guy up there. And I went on, uh, my buddies talked me on to go on stage there. And now I wasn't going to go, I said, I'll do it, but I'm not going to do it like I did last time in Miami where I was kind of half-cocked. I made sure I really was, you know, had some material and prepared, you know. Right, so right. I went on and I did about, you know, you do about seven or eight minutes. And I did really well. I mean, for my first time, uh, you know, ostensibly, except for the if you count the Miami one. And then they invited me back, and then I do it again. And then you little by little, that's how it happens, and you become better and better. And then you once you get to a time where you could do about twenty minutes or so, you can actually get uh, invited to get some paid work. And they ask you, hey, we need an opening act, and you know. So I actually never forget the story. My dad was not very enthusiastic about me being a comedian because he wanted me to do the family business, as you can imagine. Right. Oh, so yeah, yeah. You got to see the circus life. Right. right. Yeah, he wasn't very supportive at first, you know. <laughs> and uh, later he came to be okay with it. He, and once he saw that I was committed to it, you know, anything he wanted me to do, he wanted me to do 100%. You know? so right. Now I was, uh, I had, I was all excited. I, was, I got offered a gig to drive from Boston to Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, which was about a, an hour drive from where I lived. Right. And they were going to pay me $40, $40 to open. I think I was going to open for Jimmy Tingle, I think, who was a big comedian uh, at the time. And I, I, I said to my dad, I go, Dad, I go, I'm getting my first paid gig. I'm, I'm, I, they're, they're, I'm going to go up and do 15 minutes in front of Jimmy Tingle up in uh, Hampton Beach. He goes, Hampton Beach? He goes, $40 to go to Hampton Beach. He goes, I'll, I'll pay you $50 to stay the hell home. <laughs> so I was, like, I was a little like, not the response I was hoping for. You know? So 
but that was my first like real paid gig, and um, I love it. You know, so that was kind of that was kind of fun. All right, we're we're with Jackie Flynn. We're in a Mississippi minute. We'll be right back. Cause that bridge is washed out, and the road isn't there anymore. No, no, no. That bridge is washed out, and the road isn't there anymore. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like News Mississippi. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. News Mississippi at newsms.fm. The official news provider for Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. There ain't no street in this town where the memories don't let thick on the ground. Everybody, I'm Steve Azar. You're in a Mississippi Minute with a Bostonian, Jackie Flynn, actor, comedian, kingpin. Something about Mary, me, myself, and Irene. Dumb and Dumber. Did you play in Dumb and Dumber 1, Jack? I was Jack? not in Dumb and Dumber. No, I was not. You I met not. those guys right after, the summer after Dumb and Dumber. Matter of fact, how I met them, I was doing one of these charity golf tournaments that we do so many of, Steve, uh, for Cam Neely, the Boston hockey player, uh, right. Boston Bruin. He had a celebrity golf tournament on Cape Cod in Massachusetts, and I was there performing at that uh, charity event, and uh, and Peter happened to be there and uh, saw me uh, perform, and he said, hey, I got this new movie we're doing called Kingpin. This was after, you know, again, I just met them, and I didn't even know who they were. I didn't even know they were there. And this was the summer after Dumb and Dumber. They were starting to work on their next movie. And he said, I got something in this movie I think you'd be right for. And at the time, I was kind of, you know, a little, you know, kind of already jaded going, yeah, sure. Because, you know, you hear all this stuff from all these uh, Hollywood guys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I didn't really kind of 100% believe him. And then sure enough, he sent me, uh, called me up and sent me the script and followed up. And next thing you know, we're, I'm making the movie. And that was... Uh, you know, just a crazy experience ever. And then what happens is I, I we're in, at the rap party. I'll never forget this, too. I, I said to him at the end of it, I said, hey, thanks for validating the last seven years of my life. But at the time, I was in the stand-up that long. I said, it's been great, you know, to, as a comedian, you'd want to do that. You know, the next step is try to do some comedic acting or something. And he said, no worries. We'll uh, we'll do we'll work a lot together. And at the end, I thought, okay, sure, yeah. this being nice. And sure enough, he, you know, I went on to do something about marrying me, myself, and Irene. Oh, my God, you've been in everything. You've been in everything. A lot of them. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, you know, They're very loyal and uh, the best guys to become my my dear friends. Oh yeah. Uh, I just uh, well, I they see talent. I wouldn't have what I. I'm sorry. They see talent. They see it and come in yeah. and they know it. And you know that's what I'm saying. I love that about your world, especially in the comedian world. I was talking to Gary Valentine recently, and GV said, you know, I talked to him about the loyalty aspect. If people pay attention to movies, they see a lot of the same people in certain yeah. people's films, sure. and it's just sure. the way it is. And I, and we talked about. It. He goes, well, we're <clears throat> we're together. We we help write each other's comedy, and we and we yeah. struggle together. And I, I think there's a camaraderie that gets built up, and like almost like a fraternity. Yeah. And you. Yeah. And it's a shared experience that only you know. Like, it's like Stephen Wright once said it about comedians, Steve. He said, he said comedians are like, you know, when you meet a comedian you don't know, he goes, you get along right away because uh, right off the bat you have over 100 things in common with the person that nobody else does. Kind right. Of, you, know I mean? <laughs> right. So you have a lot of shared experience. Yeah. Uh, us music people, we want to blow each other off the stage. We're fighting for stage position. We're fi- I mean, you know, sure. I mean, it's just uh, we're like at all-out war, you know. And so, uh, yeah. you know, like we follow that big boy or, you know, <laughs> when we get yeah, off stage, yeah, sure. you guys are like, that was great, you know. So uh, yeah. it, we, we're, we, we're a little bit, I think, more competitive because of just we have to share space. 
space. You guys get to get up there. You have a mic. Well, yeah, there's a stage only so big. And when you're the opening act for a big act or the second to opening act, and you even had hits, they, they, they start some of the, some of the guys to me that aren't Bob Seger, because Bob Seger was a God to me. But, but with, with some of these guys, like Charlie Daniels was the coolest. Um, the ones that didn't really grow up playing live like we all did would, would, would take up half the stage and wouldn't strike the gear. And so it would yeah. take, you know, it put us into a situation where we have less room. So we're, we deal with that. And so anyway, yeah. so it obviously makes you competitive and then you want to blow them off sure. stage and, you know, so, that's, so anyway, so that's yeah. the way that is. It's funny you talked about, um, about your talent show. I think we all had them. I was at Delta yeah. State and we were all yeah. hungry and we had food. And so they said, hey, Steve, my fraternity comes up. They go, Steve, you got to go win this Wendy's Talent Day thing because we can get food for I love it. We can get food for a year. Yeah, and so <laughs> I love it. So I went and did it. And believe it or not, I won it. And so okay. everybody would share. The, you get a, a, a meal a day. And so we shared. So the next year they go, you got to do it again. You know, like our, cause it expired the card and I'm going like, let me tell you what you son of a gun. You know, I've I've used it like six times and uh, they would just, you know, they would, they would uh, rent me out to do these things. But, uh, part of the journey, uh, and, and I remember that as, as good as, as well as I remember playing Madison square garden. (laughs) It's so funny. They were like, they were like early agents. They have the same characteristics. They do. And they take all your money. What am I thinking? They take, they take, so we are with Jackie Flynn. One more time, uh, tell everybody how they can find you. Uh, they can go to uh, uh, Jay Flynn Comedy on Twitter and the Jackie Flynn fan page on Facebook or JackieFlynn.com. And check out Loudermilk on DirecTV's audience channel. Absolutely. Or you can, can I have your home address, please, and what time you don't set the alarm? No, I can't do that. Okay, all right. This is Steve Azar. We have been with just incredible comedian, actor, been in so many uh, films, and uh, we spent a lot of time together uh, throughout the year, and it's always a blessing to get to talk to him. I appreciate Jackie Flynn being on the air with us. Uh, He's in L.A. Uh, He has been in a Mississippi Minute. And I can't thank him enough, and I'll see you very soon, my brother. I look forward to it, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. Okay. See you later, buddy. Thanks. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.